Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Patrick Martin Institute is having its 18th annual awards ball on Saturday, January the 27th at Terminal 5 in Manhattan. The theme is Year of the Dragon. We're happy to have Amy Harklerode, CEO of Hetrick Martin Institute, and Jermaine Ellis, Director of Community Engagement and Program Operations at HML. Welcome. Before I get started about the awards, Amy, um, can you tell us a little bit about your organization and its mission? HMI has been in operation. This will be our 45th year this year, and we started in... 1979 by doctors Emery Hedrick and Damian Martin, who were advocates and mental health professionals and partners. And as they were, you know, becoming more active in the space, it started the AIDS epidemic. Um, they were starting to have a lot of young people show up at their door and looking for a place. And then they heard a story of a young gay boy who was beaten and kicked out of a housing shelter. Um, and it was considered their fault because they were too gay and too flamboyant. And so the violence that was uh, that happened was, you know, kind of viewed as their fault. And so our founders decided that something had to happen because queer and trans youth are the same as all youth. They need the same things, a safe place to be kids. And when you're queer and trans and a young person of color, you often don't have those safe places. And so they created that safe place. And 45 years later, we are still providing that safe place um, and providing access to young people in three really important ways. So the first one is at our drop-in center at Two Astor Place. Between the ages, uh, kids between the ages of 13 and 24 are welcome to come in, drop in. We provide everything. All the services we provide are free of charge. Um, you don't need medical insurance. You don't need anything like that. You just need to demonstrate that you're of age, and you get everything from a hot meal every night medical care. We have counselors that you can that you can sign up to to see group counseling sessions. We've got a clothing pantry. We've got academic support, job readiness support, healthcare support, HIV STI testing, um, connection to housing. And the really beautiful part of that is that it all happens in a place where there are other caring queer and trans adults that have shared life experience and your identity is celebrated, not pathologized. It's someplace you can go to absolutely be you, be celebrated and be a kid um, and in a way that is safe and affirming for you in, in terms of the identities that you occupy. 
And then another way that we kind of connect with young people and provide that space is in the work that Jermaine does in outreach in the community. There are a lot of young people that will never come to HMI for a lot of different reasons, geographies, uh, fear of systems because they've been burned in the past. Um, they're getting services elsewhere and they and they kind of just have part of their community that's at HMI. And so we do a lot of outreach with the house ballroom community, which is what our ball will celebrate. And Jermaine can talk about that a little bit later. Um, we also do a lot of outreach to homeless young people. More than half of the uh, youth homeless population, population in New York City identifies as LGBTQ. And so there are some real linkages to serving those young people. And then um, outreach in high schools, I think, as we hear of all of the legislation that's coming around in the world and our stories are being pulled out of educational settings. It's more important than ever where we can to make sure that our young people and our staff are connecting young people to stories about their own identities, connecting them to, to information on sexual health that speaks to their, their experience, uh, and connecting them to organizations that can support them outside of the school setting. Um, the Those two things that, in terms of direct service to young people, reach thousands of young people a year. We have about a 1,000 members in our drop-in center every year, and more than four or 5,000 we're reaching through our community outreach. Um, the really wonderful thing about our youth programming is that we're having, we're reducing depression and anxiety in trans uh, and queer youth of color who are, you know, more than twice or three times as likely to have suicidal ideation, depression and anxiety. The current context of the world really doesn't help them at any of that mental health. So we're having really significant impacts in a community that's underserved by other systems. And then the next thing that we do, because I don't think we'd be who we are if we were, you know, high tides raise all ships, is that we train other youth serving organizations to be able to hold space for queer and trans young people of color in a more affirming way. Do you allow volunteers to come in and then would those volunteers really be vetted because you're talking about being sensitive um, to the environment? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a couple of volunteer opportunities, which we vet these volunteers in the space. Um, and so if somebody wants to be kind of a long-term volunteer, be a tutor, um, we do a background check. We are co-located with the Department of Education system. And so everybody has to be cleared for, for long-term engagements. We also have kind of one-off opportunities to serve dinner to our young people every night. One of the best ways to see what community looks like um, is to watch them break bread together. And so you can sign up to serve dinner um, there is a hairnet involved, full disclosure. So, uh, but it is a it is a good opportunity to to see the people. <laughs> now to the 18th annual HMI Awards. Yes. So I want to be clear on this. So, as I understand it, this event is part of the Kiki Coalition work. Can you tell us what that is and how that began? Okay. So, some historical background is that. Um, the house and ballroom community has existed for decades, you know, um, but around the early 2000s, uh, Hedrick Martin Institute, HMI, um, alongside with uh, GMAC, the Gay Men's Health Crisis, were the actual first uh, CBO community-based organizations that started to provide space for youth to really uh, participate in the house and ballroom community. Um, the, the normal house of ballroom scene we call the main scene, the mainstream scene, um, had had, you know, young people of all ages. But this was a specific focus that was from a youth uh, focused lens 
that really provided space for um, our youth to be able to, you know, tone their craft and participate in the ballroom structure while still being in a safe space that was, you know, make, making sure that the venue and the opportunities um, for young people were safe, making sure that there were no um, drugs and alcohol, making sure that there was a kind of a health perspective um, and a health model around the structure of the ball scene. Um, and so all of that started to naturally build itself um, in the early 2000s. And there was staff at HMI that were part of the ballroom scene. And so they sort of led this initiative of creating these programs. And then, of course, you have to have a major event. And so in the early 2000s, around 2004, the HMI Awards Ball was created. But it's to really honor the work that the young people have done the year before in walking categories, competing and winning trophies and just kind of celebrating them. Um, and saying, hey, you know, like, we're here for you. So th this is definitely just focused on, it's a youth-facing event. Yes. For the house and ball community. Right, right. So within HMI's age population of 13 to 24, um, it is for that population of young people. So we have strict guidelines, right? So we make sure that there's no alcohol and no, you know, substances in the venue. We don't do any body objectifying categories like sex siren or, you know, body. Um, we want to make sure that it's a safe space for young people. So there's guidelines. And as things change, I mean, many, many years ago um, for the cash, for the prizes, we would only give gift cards because we wanted to make sure that it was structured and how young people, get, you know, receive payments and what they would use it for. So there were always these guidelines that really put the focus of young people first. Um, in later years, I mean, now we're, you know, in 2024, um, we, all of those young people, you know, 20 years ago have now grown up and they are now legends and icons in the scene. And so we, HMI Awards Ball has now become a community event and an inclusive event to make sure that we are still honoring and welcoming, you know, those legends and icons who were here with us 20 years ago as, as young kids and young children, you know, to still be able to kind of have that nostalgia and come back and, you know, kind of be a bit of a role model for other younger youth that are participating now. So tell me about the category. In any sort of competition realm, you know, it is, you know, the, 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 the ability to say I am the best, right? The ability to say I am the winner. Um, but, you know, supporting, you know, uh, anyone with, you know, a, a prize or, you know, some sort of prize amount is just a plus. But um, the typical structure of house and boardroom is that you'll have houses that will send out and houses are led by mothers and fathers. Right. And um, they have their children in the house. And then the leaders and the parents will send their kids out to compete in different categories. Categories can consist of face, which is all about beauty and, you know, um, how gorgeous you are. There's categories on runway, which is, you know, taking the catwalk and really, you know, kind of strutting down the runway. There's performance, which is the art of vogue. Um, there's, uh, realness, which is really speaking to, which, you know, throughout the years has been a bit of a controversial category, but for, uh, trans identified youth for, um, you know, cis males, it's really about how well do you blend with the straight society. So, um, a lot of the categories, if you really start to dissect the historical purposes of them, you'll see how they were created. You know, so if we're talking about many years ago from the seventies and the eighties of ballroom, you know, the the art of passing, you know, to uh, be to, to blend it as a cis hetero person 
um, was very important, you know, and so there were categories created around that, you know, because, um, you know, back in those days, LGBTQ wasn't as accepted. So having to blend and having to pass was a particular category. Um, but it also has validated people throughout many years. And there's tons of different categories. There's fashion categories. Um, there's bizarre. There's all these fun categories that people really um, get in their little private studios and they start to build outfits and effects and create and they hit the floor. And it's just a fun, fun, fun night. And, and the theme, where did you come with the, uh, the theme this year? Um, this year, we just kind of wanted to, you know, it's the beginning of a new year, um, you know, uh, kind of looking at the the Chinese New Year and, you know, with it being the year of the dragon and all the different um, sorts of like, you know, uh, Dragon Ball Z and uh, House of Thrones and all these different sort of dragon. We just kind of wanted to really honor the year of the dragon. So. Um, and then what you also want to make sure that your theme allows the creativity of the categories and that young people and anyone gets excited to build costumes and build outfits around an elaborate theme. So we think that this year is going to have a really great visual aspect of, um, you know, walkers and uh, participants. So it should be good. And can you tell me about the MC this year? Um, who's going to be MCing? And do you have any other special guests that are coming yeah. So um, the great thing about our MCs, which we call them commentators, right? So in ballroom, there are, you know, kind of common terms, you know, uh, but they are MCs, they're master of ceremonies, but we call them commentators. And um, the great thing is about our commentators are that they are our alumni, um, you know, so Precious, um, who's going to be our, our lead MC this year, um, was a youth member at HMI. Um, sitting in our Kiki Lounge. Kiki Lounge is one of our, um, you know, house and ball programs that we have here. It's an opportunity for young people to come and just practice. It's an open space. They pump the beats, they practice, they vogue, they walk runway. Um, and, you know, 10, 12 years ago, Precious was a young person just in there, you know, having fun. And then one day just grabbed the mic and just started to kind of belt out these, you know, lyrical chants and, um, Precious is, you know, kind of, you know, blew up worldwide, you know, um, kind of took their craft. And that's the great thing about ballroom is that you can take your craft and your talent. And especially in this day and age, you can now make a career out of it and build a career out of it. So Precious has been on television in a, a TV show called My House. And, um, you know, there's shows like Legendary and all these shows that um, young people have been on. Um, so, you know, and the great thing is that Precious, like, I just want to get back. I want to get back to my community. HMI is where I started. We have an HMI ambassador program where we have celebrity ambassadors and, um, Dominique Jackson, uh, Mother Electra from Pose will probably be in attendance as well as our ambassador. She, uh, is always there when young people are gathering for ballroom and will spend time speaking to everybody in the room. The event itself throughout the years just continues and continues to grow. When the um, events first started, they were in HMI's cafe downstairs. Our cafe, you know, holds about 100 people. And so we've gone from larger spaces like NYU's Center. And right now, um, you know, we're at Terminal 5. So last year, we had about 1,000 young people in the space. Um, but yeah, they can go online. They register for e-access to get in. And as we wrap up, um, Amy and Jermaine, any last words? Because I know this is going to be like... I mean, yeah, just, you know, if you're part of the community and would and have maybe never been to a ball before, but want to see what it's about, please come. It's a place for you. You'll be connected to HMI and other organizations and services. Uh, and if you need services, this is a good place to see where there might be options to get those services, like 
housing and medical care and food and employment. So please, please come. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, this year, we have a lot of gifts and raffles and prizes for um, youth that are 13 to 24. So um, it's going to be a great night and a great event. And um, yeah, a lot of work, but <laughs> that's what we do. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.